Welcome to his SV Pod, live and direct from Rochester, Rochester, Western New York. Don't not, say upstate. Not upstate. Come correct with your geography. That's Stanford Steve. Also with us on the grounds, introducing to the world our guy, Gordo. How do we describe Gordo, Steve? Uh, senior researcher with stats and info is the preferred title I was just texted. How about? Can you believe that? How about Bon Vivant? How about Man <laughs> About Town? How about Man Who's About Ready to Scorch Your Man with His Inside Golf Takes? Gordo, how are you, pal? Good boys. It's a it's an honor to be uh, to be with you guys here today. Relax with that. Have you, you ever need- listened to SV Pod, Gordo? No. Last two episodes. I'll try to get refreshed. Okay. <laughs> try to get refreshed. Thanks. Yeah. Want to get caught up to speed. What you guys should know about Gordo is that <laughs> right now he hasn't. He, he doesn't have it yet, but it's my hope that by Thursday he'll have a full Freddie Mercury mustache. Um, will you cut everything off but the stash for Thursday per request? Yes. There you go. Per tradition. Um, he was in the Butler cabin with, with it. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, but I mean, let, let's just put it, let me answer this question. Yes or no. Do you dip? Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you were dipping in the Butler cabin. No, that's no. That, who, who would do such a thing. Um, but anyway, Gordo is, is a, an integral part of our show. Um, helping provide stats and information. And uh, how would you describe your um, golf as it relates to your philosophy from a wagering standpoint? Well, it's by far the best sport to bet on, by far. Because why? Well, I think from a predictability standpoint, because there's no team on the other side that you have to worry about with all their metrics and all their trends, right? It's just the guy playing his own ball in the course. I think, you know, for us to like to dabble into the analytics of the world, it's a little easier to predict outcomes because you don't have an opponent that plays a role. You don't have four other guys on a team that have to play well, you know, for a basketball team or for football, right? It's 20 guys that have to play well for you to cover. It's just the one guy. 20 guys? What, what? 11 on offense, 11 on defense. You know, throw special teams in there. 22, if you want to be exact. I, I just, I just, if you're going to talk about analytics, you just should be able to add up how many people are on a football team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were rounding down. I, Steve, I feel like Gordo's nervous. Yeah, I know. Gordo, let's just get right. We walked the course today. You came out with Scott. We walked Max Homa, Justin Thomas. Uh, Trey Mullinax. Trey Mullinax. Man, what a big dude. And yeah, how did that end up? Did I win the three ball on Molinax? No. Really? Yeah. Homa went Homa took it deep late. Yeah. That was a spirited, spirited match. Really? Mm-hmm. And it, JT lipped out a couple. Anyway, go ahead. Gordo's, you know, come to the forefront because of his success in the golf gambling world. We we listened to him. He's not afraid to fire away. He's made us known about the FRL first round Mr. leader, Mister FRL. Mr. I bought a car Mr. because of FRLs. There you go. 
I wouldn't have and my car. Would you have five, five last year? Four last year and then three in a row in the summer of 2020. Wierenski at the Barbasol, Harris English, and somewhere, and then I, I bought a car. All right, just, okay. let's just start. Let's stop right there if we could. 20-second timeout. Tabbed Wierenski as the FRL at Barbasol, right? Everybody it was a sweat, dude. Michael Thompson was like right <laughs> on him, and Wierenski needed a 12-footer on 17 for par, and he drained it. There you go. And now, do you still have the car? Yes, I've actually I've got uh, two more payments on it. Wow. How about that, huh? Little FRL there you go. Barbasol, get Hopefully you can make those two payments in the one after this weekend. Please. All right, I don't want to I don't want to interrupt the the tra- the stream of consciousness here from Gordo, but but Gordo, me and and Steve ate last night a meal at the Pittsford pub. Yeah, excellent. Loved it. Enjoyed the hospitality. People were lovely. Uh and during the di- during the dinner, we were just tra- we were just trading stories around the table of like just times that went really badly in Vegas. I've told them here on the pod, and I'm sitting there by myself at, at McCarran. I've signed my name for money I just really didn't have on the markers front, and there's just nothing worse than hearing people are just playing the slots. It's some morbidly, smoking room. morbidly obese person smoking a butt with an oxygen tank. You're like, and as I've often said, you're looking at this person going, you know what? I'd rather be you. Mm. I'd rather oh, be you. God. No joke. So, but then we also told the stories of, of great triumph when we came mm-hmm. back from down, you know, incomprehensible depths to, to open up the Kenneth Cole black leather bag and dump the contents out. Looky here. What do we have? And it was then that Gordo shared with us that this week was going to be an aggressive week, right? Mm. Fair to say aggressive. Responsibly aggressive. Like that. Do you have some FRLs that that, that you've uh, having walked the course? I find that information only gets in the way, bogs me down. I feel like seeing it out there. Then I think I know more than I actually know. Now you actually, you've walked it. You got a little intel on top of the numbers. What, where, where are we right now as we talk on a Tuesday afternoon? What sort of information, what kind of tidbits you got for the people? Well, the, I mean, the course is an absolute beast. And I mean, the finishing four holes, good luck. But yeah, I've got, I've got the whole card is actually finished. Uh, once we got done walking, Six off FRLs, five outrights, and uh, three props. And okay, we're, no, uh, we're, 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 done, we're done there, so that's 14 total. We might double it all on Wednesday night, but we'll see. <laughs> Where can people follow you on the Twitter machine? Uh, I believe the handle these days is at dgord underscore tweets. Okay. Okay. And you're going to hear them here on the pod. Well, they're free on you. Know, you're not charging anybody anything. Like no. this isn't this isn't yeah. our way of introducing Gordo and then telling you you got to send him a Venmo. Right, no, well. there's there's no paywall whatsoever. Right. No, we're not we're not trying to gouge anybody out, but we're just trying to give them access to the information. FRLs, who got for and keep in mind, going to be going to be chilly, chilly into Thursday morning. The mm-hmm. early wave did not get the better of the tea times this week. So, are you looking in the afternoon space for your FRLs? All six guys are in the afternoon wave. It's going to be 33 degrees on Thursday morning. So for Yikes. I mean, for the for the first seven holes, it's going to be in the 30s for these guys. 
Now, unless there's a frost delay, which is why sometimes you want to be a little bit careful about, you know, only setting your card because of the weather. Obviously, that's, you know, the that's weather what I'm can saying. change. Like, typically, the, the the early wave has the better of it, but your fear is that the, the temperatures and such make the early morning not a space for the FRLs. Who you got? Give me some names. So we got 136 off the front, Tony Finau. We got the group in front of him, Cam Young. Those are both 35 to ones. And we got Xander in the group after Finau at 30 to one. So those are three picks feel pretty confident about for FRL, not as confident as the, as the other picks that we'll get to in a second here. But um, I mean, it's a, look, I'm not going to act like I can hit every FRL. Nobody can, right. It's, it's very random, but that's mm -hmm. why, you come in with a little Harris English 80 to one yeah. FRL. Mm -hmm. And then you wrap it up with a little Russell Henley 90 to one. Okay. So those are, those are your FRL pieces. Those now, are, we, sorry, those were only five. Oh, last we, group of the day. We got one more. Okay. Last group of the day. Can I just inject this? There's, there's no chance on God's green earth that the leader of the, the leader in the first round is coming out of the last group of the day. But if, while we're here, go ahead. And that's exactly why you bet it. 242 off the front, 150 to one, Patrick Rogers. Patty Rogers. Come on. All right. Okay. Hey, listen, stranger things have happened. Those are those are six FRLs. And from a unit from 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 our from our bankroll management perspective, what kind of kind of units are we looking at? Like this has got to be fractional, right? Uh one unit per FRL. Okay. Now, okay. as we move, as we move ahead, as, as the, as the night wore on and the enthusiasm grew, I believe that, 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 that there's one player in particular that I believe the way I framed it was people just need to ask themselves, how much are you comfortable winning? That's really the only question you should ask yourself when it comes to this play. What are you comfortable winning on this person? Who's that person? So we were thinking it was going to be, Rory top five, but that is not what ended up finding its way on the card. It's a Xander top 20 at minus 105, 15 now, units. There's probably like, I don't, I think most places limit how, how deep you can take a top 20, but you're again, you're saying that that's, that's the, the play you're most confident of is Xander top 20. Exactly. I like the price minus 105. You know, he's going to make the cut. He's made 24 straight cuts, which is absurd. Longest active streak of any player. Don't love yeah. laying. Don't love laying though for a top twenty. You'd like a little bit of get back. I get where you are here, but you're you're just saying you feel like you like for it. sure. But hey, also listen. on the card is Xander to win. Oh, there we go. Well, hold on. Mm. Uh, our top twenties. Who who are our top twenties besides Xander? As you know, I tend to like to just if I bet sixty guys to finish top twenty, I'll probably win like twelve or thirteen. I feel pretty good about it. You go you ahead. are the top twenty king for That's sure. Me. That's me. Yeah, and. I got Ricky Fowler plus 275 right now at Caesars. Pretty Ricky. And Harris English again, and he's plus 520. Whoa. All right. I felt like that was the one that you really felt good about was Harris English top 20. He's playing really well. He plays really well on hard golf courses, mm -hmm. and he's got a good track record in majors. Was battling a little bit of an injury 18 months ago. Follow his swing coach on Instagram. Looks pretty healthy. So there you go. 
Anytime you're getting a little intel following the swing coach on the gram, what more do you want for free on a podcast? Social media. You can pick up a lot of good information from following, sure you, can. you know. Because people's real lives are definitely what you for see sure. there. You know, okay. I don't want to sound creepy, but even when you follow like their significant others and you see how they're spending their time off, you know, that could. Stop talking. Stop talking about <laughs> following people's wags, wives and girlfriends. And this, but this is the this is the kind of detailed research that goes into the information you get. Not just FRLs, not just top twenties. All right, you're taking some flyers to win. Who else we got? Xander to win at twenty five to one. Cam Young to win at thirty to one, and then Harris English to win ninety to one. Wow! All three of those guys are in the good wave, which is huge. Okay. Anything else that you want to get, share with the folks, Gordo? Philosophy, management, any of that? Oh, and then give I'm the taking. Best, give, me, give me the best stat you got for this tournament. The, the best stat? I'll, let me do two. Okay. So it's about one's about Rom, one's about Scheffler. John Rom is averaging five and a half birdies or better per round this season. It's 5.2 birdies and third of an eagle for five and a half, which would break Tiger's record from 2000 for the most in a round in a single season since they began tracking that stat since 1980. 2000 was a fair year in golf for Tiger. He, that was a 100-year flood. And you're saying Rom's averaging more birdies and eagles per round than Tiger that year? Correct. Good God. Wow. So I find that, I find that pretty interesting. And then the Scheffler note, he's making bogey or worse on less than 10% of his holes this year. And it's on pace to break the record for the, the fewest bogeys per round in a season. That record also held by Tiger Woods in 2000. <laughs> so what we really learned by, as we take that note and digest it is that Tiger's 2000 year he averaged the most birdies and eagles per round in history and the fewest bogeys per round in history since they began tracking it. That's That helps us understand why he did what he did. Um, but Exactly. Who's been the best player this year? Like We were asked this in the call beforehand. I just said Rom, just because to me, and I picked Scheffler this week. They always ask oh. us you know, for .com, who do you like? And I just picked Scheffler. I still can't believe he played poorly last year at um, uh, at Southern Hills, a golf course he loves, but he did. Um, and I just, I don't know. He, he's, I picked Scheffler just because why not? Because uh, just I didn't want to say Rom, which is stupid. Uh, because I because in the call before the uh, championship, I just said I think week in week out, round by round, Rom has been the guy that I just every I just expect him to shoot sixty seven every round or better. I don't expect him to shoot three, six, four 67s here because that would be prodigious. But I'm just – who do you think has been best this year, Gordo? Well, it depends how you define best. It's really – isn't strokes a, game, how, do, how do you define it, Gordo? That's why you're here. You tell us your so, opinion. Well, the answer is wrong. The, the, the actual analytical way to determine who's the best is total strokes gained. And it's that's not wrong, scoring it? average. It is wrong. And See? it's not scoring average because if you played 
Kapalua 50 times in a season. And then Scott played winged foot 50 times in a season. Scott might have done better relative to the field, but his scoring average is going to be way harder because it's a harder track. So strokes gained accounts for difficulty of courses and scores of the rest of the field. Rahm is one. Scheffler is two. Tony Finau is number three. But I'll say this. Scheffler, and this is my probably my second favorite Scheffler stat of the week. He's finished in the top 12 in 12 straight events that he's appeared in, which is the longest streak since Tiger in 2008, 07 to 08, was, was the span. A dozen straight top 12s. So if you want consistency, it's probably Scheffler. If you want stealing, it's Rom. And then the strokes game does back up Rom by, you know, a decent margin. There you go. Gordo. Does that make uh, sense? How, how good did it feel today when I introduced you to Max Homa and I've told Max about your FRL success and Max look at, looks at you and says, are you a genius? And then he, then he, uh, nudges Molinax and he's like, yo, you got to meet this kid. <laughs> I'm it's like, a, hey. <laughs> what's up, dude? What a and then I gave Bolinax a good number on 12. Yeah, you did. There you, yeah, big. you did. That was big. Gordo's done some caddying in his day um, and has a great Didn't even need a calculator him. or anything. No, nah, he just he walked he it just off. He, he, within, he was within two yards. Yeah. No, what, what yeah he, I just needed the yardage good. book, yeah. He said so it was a good, good number. Gave him a good yeah. number. You know what, though? Uh, let's just stay with us for the week. Uh, fire out some FRLs, and and when when English uh, wins and uh, Xander goes top 20, you just pay off the car. Go ahead, Steve. Gordo, what's the, uh, according to the metrics, handicap, whatever it is, how you figure it out? Hardest hole on the course. 17 is the hardest hole on this course. No it's way. been the hardest hole on the property each of the last three majors. It's held 2013. And pro three PGA and then 89 US Open. It played number one all three years. And then 18 has been the second hardest wow. two of those three years. It's the hardest two-hole finishing stretch in any PGA championship since 2000. It's it's a lot of golf course. At, le at least it seems that way, walking it. What this was uh it was fun to have you obviously on the walk. I just it, I don't know how much you've done of that. This is I've been out here for a while. Steve's been here for a few years. Just I'm I was Steve and I are obviously gonna dive into this as we continue on here, but uh as as we give you sort of a final word here, how cool is that just with that group? Again, it's Thomas, his college teammate Mullinax from Bama and Max. Uh, just to, to see those guys and to, to, to be privy to the conversations and the work that's going on. What was, what did you find most interesting about it? Well, it was the vibes were immaculate, which I wasn't <laughs> really sure about. Um, I mean, I, I never, I've never walked inside the ropes like I did today with you guys for three holes um, at, in a practice round. Like I've caddied in, 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 in the travelers and like as a Monday qualifier with a buddy, you know, we didn't like, we ran into Brendan Todd. So this was, this was really, really cool. I got, you know, I didn't get to talk to the players that much, but I was talking up Joe Griner a lot and then Trave's caddy, uh, Jules, and and Bones a little bit. And, you know, Bones was just talking about how hard of a place it is to drive the ball because of the narrow landing zones. And, and Joe Griner was just saying 
like the par threes and par fives are just too long. Like mm. they're not scorable, but he, he loves, you know, the property. Um, just seeing those guys repair, you know, obviously, I, you know, you kind of expect that they'll, they'll all kind of chip from these crazy places, but it was, uh, it was awesome. It was really fascinating. We enjoyed having you along for the ride. And I, I, would, I think that when we look back on this week, uh, probably the only thing that will top it is when we go to uh, the Sticky Lips uh, juke joint. <laughs> that's, uh, that's right here in Rochester. It was closed on Monday, which I don't know what kind of juke joint shuts down, but that one did. Hopefully, before we get out of here, the juke joint will be open. But uh, and Before I, I get out of here, yep. the, the one prop I didn't mention uh, on the card because it's basically an all-you-can-eat buffet here is I'm <laughs> taking every tournament matchup against Cantlay that I can find, which oh, at the moment is Xander minus 115 at Caesars and JT minus 120 at DraftKings. But it's going to be a shopping spree over the next 24 hours to find, you know, all the tournament matchups you can get against Cantlay. We should explain that on the way out. Um, the bet that you and I have, um, I want you to list all the people you have told me will win majors before Patrick Cantlay, who's currently a top five player in the world. The list of players that will win majors, according to Gordo, before Cantlay are? Davis Thompson is one. Aaron Wise is two. Victor Hovland, three. Mm-hmm. J M is number four. And Steve, what's my fifth? Uh, Patrick Cantlay, by the way, is the fourth-ranked player in the world. Just in case anyone's interested, I, I don't mention have... Hovland. Yeah, Hovland, Hovland Wise, Sungjae, Hoagie, Hoagie, Tom right. Hoagie. There we go. All right. Get in. So those five will all win majors before Cantlay does. It's because not... Cantlay will never win one. So it's obvious that that he's it's not his favorite player. Mm. Um. I'm just looking up. I can't. I can't figure out. I'd like a Davis Thompson World Ranking, and I don't know what that is. Should be 142, I believe. There you go. Um, okay. Hoagie. Hoagie's 30. Uh, I mean, these. Uh, they, uh, none of these. I'm not saying these guys. Oh are wow, players. he's up to 83. Apologies to Davis Thompson. He's a player. Sung J M is 18. Um, Victor Davis is, Thompson is a weapon. <laughs> mass destruction. Uh, so all right. Uh, keep that in mind. Now that's that's and and I. What do I get if 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 you win? What do you get? If I win, I am getting compliments of the Van Pelt Industries, a full new set of clubs, every single one in the bag, a new putter, four new wedges, a full set of irons, a mm-hmm. hybrid, two woods, and a driver. I didn't recall that, but that's fine. <laughs> that I mean, you've. Got- You've got to have like five guys win a major. And what about if, when you lose? When Cantlay wins, you do what? Well, when Cantlay wins a BMW, I don't do anything. No, when he wins one of the majors. Oh, the major, right? Um, I shave my head. All right. Well, and well, I apologize to Patrick. Uh, is was person. part of the bet. You you you'll set that up somehow. Uh, right. I don't I don't have his contact info. And actually, I mean, I like him personally. I think he's great. It's just the professional. Uh, professionally, I don't like him, and the way that he's viewed as a top player is bothersome. 
clearly we can see that's a burr under the old saddle. Uh, but but anyway, but let let's let's we're not shaving the head yet because he hasn't won. But let's shave up the rest of that face yours and let's go yeah. full Mercury for uh, for Thursday. Pack a pack a robust lipper and uh, let's let's root home one of those FRLs, those twenties, yeah. uh, or one of those outrights, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, that's our guy Gordo. Thank you for being here, pal. Thanks for having me. I will have the, uh, that card will be posted live on uh, Tuesday evening. Twitter handle again. Dgord underscore tweets. There you go. Feel free free to chirp, chirp me if the picks suck. Well, that's all Twitter is. It's just telling you, you (laughs) especially gambling Twitter, because, you know, they've never lost. And all your picks suck. Uh, All right. That's, uh, that's our guy, Gordo. All right. Back, back to the, to the real job. Thanks a lot for having me. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was a fun walk this morning, Steve. Uh, we we nine bells were on ten T. Um, it was uh, JT Homa Mullinax, and it, it is um, it is one of the one of the really fun things to do is to it's part of the job description. Um, at least from my perspective, I'm going to be on the call here Thursday morning, seven a.m. ESPN Plus in the all, east in the east eastern. In Western New York, uh, and all Eastern time zones. Uh, so to me, I'm, I mean, I could sit here and look at it on TV and tell you, well, that looks like a, this or that. Well, we, we go out and we walk it. And this group was great to, you know, to tolerate our, our company and, uh, answer questions throughout, but man, what a golf course. Yeah. What did McGinn, What did our guy McGinnis, Johnny Max? What do you say? The greatest collection of par fours, par fours in, in the, the country. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just. I it's think just, I agree with them. Well, the thing about them is that outside of the 14th hole, which is a, a semi, I say drivable. I mean, I guess you could. Somebody, people will. It's yeah. it's 320 yards. Um, 
But if, if you're short of it, you're going to be in this rough and it's potluck. I just, I don't know what par four you look at and go, oh yeah, this is, this is a birdie hole. Now, can you make birdies? Obviously, of course you can. Um, and depending on wind conditions and if it rains or whatever, is it going to be gettable? You sure somebody's liable to go low, but I, it's hard to, it's hard for me to picture double digits under par in this, in this event winning. Um, I don't see that. It's just, it asks so much of you. The rough is so punishing and, um, the, the length of these holes, it's just the, the, the fours are, are, are massive. The, the par three third hole. I was back there. It was Abe answer and it was a five what he hammered and he hit three, three balls. Didn't hit the green with one of them. Um, it's monstrous. There's a couple of par threes that are, that are, I want to think not 11. Um, was like maybe 15 that none of this matters. 15 and five are, are short ish, but it's just rugged, man. It's, it's a pretty relentless course. It's not one of, it's not a course that, that has a, holes that you go oh yeah you're you're definitely making birdie here they're just no and it's par 70 so yeah i you know somebody getting to getting to multi double digits seems that seems like a lot to ask and the weather will be again not like the masters but between the cold and some rain the weather's impact could be relatively important here um but i think whatever the weather I just don't think there are any conditions where it's some easy golf course. No, not at all. And I just, you know, I'm not a golfer. I try and understand as much as I can. I try and ask those guys some questions today. Just as as far as, you know, not being able to see the green when after your set, you know, after your first shot, how do you go about that? And they just explain how that, that that's one of the many challenges of this course is it brings you a lot of circumstances you don't get a lot. And, you know, talk, our, our guy, Bucci Grass, I talked to him. He played the course uh, a couple months ago and just talked about how he thinks or he's excited because he thinks it really brings a challenge to these guys. And to see these guys talk about the rough, I could just you they don't like it. And when I think when I hear these guys talk and I see them talk about it. I, I think they're pretty afraid of it. That's why they don't like it. So the obvious is, like you said, the skill is to avoid the rough. Yeah, and that was that, that. That's what it comes down to because you have to be straight off the tee here, or you're in serious trouble. Yeah, I, I, Max made an interesting point about about the how the rough it it's a skill remover in the sense that there's there's really not a lot to be done from it other than chop out. And so that's when I, I think that's when I said to him, so the skill, the skill then would be to avoid it. Although, for instance, on the 14th, which is the short par four, if you watch our coverage or CBS, you'll see it. The play is to just probably to bomb it down there as close as you can get. And then from that rough, again, is that can you what kind of skill can you employ to get it close and try to give try to give yourself the best look at, at, a, at a three, get a birdie on that hole. But if you find the rough out here, mostly the density of it is it's meant to be a penalty. And it is, is it a full stroke? I don't know. Um, it, in some cases it absolutely will be. Um, and we saw, we saw the cost of the rough off the tee in a number of cases for, you know, Homa made the back nine look easy. Like he, yeah. he really made it look easy. Um, Cause he was hammering the ball in the fairway. But one, I, one time I think Mullinax ended up in the rough and he's probably 200 and something in happened to JT off on 17. Um, 
par four that was sort of hard dog leg and he ended up stuck and had to basically punch out. So that's what's going to happen a lot out here. We have not, we're not sure about Spieth's. We saw Spieth this afternoon as we were mm-hmm. finishing up walking nine. Um, no, actually, we had just finished walking the 18, and he yep. and John Rahm went out to play. Spieth's got a, a wrist issue. I don't know how, if you have a wrist injury, you can possibly play this golf course. Mm-hmm. I don't I, know. I agree. Because you're going to hit it in the rough. And when you do, if you have a bad wrist, I don't know how you can make a swing at the ball. If I'm, if I'm Spieth and I feel okay, I'm going to tr- give it a try. There's you're, you're not taking some, well, I mean, there is somebody there's, there's alternates. And so, I mean, you don't want to play a hole and then tap out, mm. but with respect to that alternate, they're not trying to win a major to complete the grand slam. And that's what the PGA is for speed. Yeah. And so if he can, I I'm sure he'll try. I just, again, if you got a bad wrist and you end up in this rough, I don't know how you get it out of it. I really don't. Um, but I, 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 I really like the course. I was here a long time ago when McKeel won, and I described it to somebody this way. What like, year was that? I, 2003. That's when you go, good God. How old are you? Thank you. I, right? I mean, I was here then. I was working for ESPN then. Soul Patch. Mm. Five button suits. What's up? Hey, uh, now. Ladies, Pittsburgh Pub. Who's trying to come through? Uh, uh, Can I say something about watching those guys today? Yeah. You saw the, the bunkers are so deep mm-hmm. and how easy they make it look getting out of them. It's it's really gross how can good I, those guys are out of the sand. But can it's I tell unbelievable you unbelievable to me. Let me? I know you're our golf insider. I want to get it. We're going to get to some of the key words we learned today. But even though these bunkers look hard for these guys, they'd rather be in the bunkers because I you know can't, that's you can't that's, play out of the I rough. can't get through that in my head. Well, it's it's actually for these guys that are that skilled. It's act those are easy shots because they. Bones was saying that the sand's really compact, which allows them to get spin, which they've got to get because these greens are super fast. So they get in the bunkers, and it's just, it's kind of like making layups for them. It is, it is obscene how easy they make it look. Uh, what was the, what was the one, what was the one key word we learned today? Oh, uh, I got, I can't even say it. it. Begins with a U. That's right. Undulation. Undulation. Steve was concerned about the wind front that was coming through and how hey. the wind. Big wind front. Uh, obviously, you want to hit it firm. Trajectory going to be really key around here, I would think. Yes. You, now you really, but we got to ma- the collars, run the collars of the greens, and that's where I think we see some of some of the undulation. And what role yes. is that? These are just buzzwords that you just say. How but, many things can affect the read and the speed? Wind undulation for sure. The undulation of the green, go. without question, and and the firmness. These, this is why you're the golf insider. <laughs> and then obviously wind fronts and wet fronts. Those, these are the things yes. that are all very, very key. Beware. Um, it's weird though, and it's alarming when you realize I was here that long ago, and if someone says to me, "Oh, what do you remember about Oak Hill?" I made the analogy to somebody. It's a bit. It's like it's like a restaurant. If you went to a really good restaurant, someone says, oh, how's such and such? 
Oh, it's really good. Oh, what'd you get? I don't know. I just know if it was if it was awful, I would say, oh, that place sucked, right? But if it's if you go to like a good restaurant somewhere, oh, what'd you get? Do you remember specific, the, this this specific order? I don't. And in this case, the restaurant has changed considerably. This golf course is undergoing a, a gigantic restoration, um, and so it's facelift. There you go. And my and, and my defense, it's completely different than the, the course I saw. But really what this is about is just reminding everyone, myself included, that I'm an old shoe. <laughs> I was here 20 years ago. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Oh, man. Yeah, but you know what? Good there stuff. I was nine bells this morning. I was out there ready. I was on the tee. Yeah. Hoofing it. Hoofing it. Uh, thanks, to the, thanks to the boys for the walk. Um, they're yeah. a great company. Just a, a, a quick a quick note to the folks yelling meatball at Matt uh, at Max spicy uh, meatball, but yep, you you aren't the first person to do it. Okay, so by the time unless you're on the first hole they're on, when you give them the spicy meatball, like hey, okay, you're probably not going to get much of a reaction because on the leaderboard you're you're just you know you're a little late to the party, mm. and so I know. I know because we're talking to Max about it, how much he appreciates your support and you guys being in his corner. But a new joke on any new thing is probably more likely to get a what's up as opposed to just being the most recent person to say the, the thing that the guy on the last six holes said. Mm. Just something to, something, to, something to ponder. If you're, if you're, th- if you're seven... Stella's into your morning, and you're thinking, "Hey, I'm gonna watch." Can't what I'm wait gonna, to get this one. Watch what I'm gonna do when, when he hits it. I'm, I'm gonna yell mashed potatoes. Watch this. This will be awesome. But there wasn't a lot of that out here. Uh, there was one dude in a tangerine colored shirt that had a lot of cups, and you. Yeah. I said that dude. That guy's dangerous. He was starting to snake. Yeah, he was snaking early. I, he was having a hell of a Tuesday. Uh, um, but people in Rochester have been they're awesome. They're. Ex- it's a great golf community, great sports. Western New York people are the best, man. Yeah. They, they know a lot of, hey, go Bills. Go Bills. Uh, uh, yep. Question. Yeah. Last night, we, you mentioned we went out to dinner. Yep. Great meal at uh, Pittsburgh Pub. I enjoyed and it. And they had a great variety of things. I think they I went did. I went uh, chicken sandwich. Yep. Gordo went quesadilla. We got some wings mixed in there. Mm-hmm. There's a couple salads on the table. Yep. You ordered shrimp scampi. You ordering shrimp scampi last night was 200 to one. If I was making odds, it was, and I, I in fact looked at the menu because I, it was I always, sea, seafood scampi, Steve. It was, oh, there was, sorry, some, there was some crab, which oh. on in retrospect, Western New York crab, like, was it really crab? But it well, was, and well, lobster. See, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. They're, they're trying. Okay. Not everybody gets the crab. Are we still in blue crab season? Yeah. We're waiting for jumbo lump. Yeah. Jumbo All right. Lump. But, Continue. All right. Like I, when I go to eat with you, I love to see because, like, you literally like there was a lot of good options last night. And then at one point, you said, "I think I'm going to order the whole menu," and I didn't hear you ordered scampi. So when the lady came out with that, I'm like, "No, that's wrong table." And then you raised your hand. You're like, "No, I got the scampi," and then it was gone. Yeah. It was gone, and I'll say, uh lower number of multiple bites yeah 
How are we feeling? Did it put you to, did you go right? Like, did you fall asleep after that? I fell asleep during the Kraken. Um, Kraken. Or was the gentleman in the bar called it? What, what do you want? The Kraken game? Yeah, yeah. Give us the Kraken. Go get, go Kraken. They never did get the Kraken game on or the yeah. Kraken game. Yeah, no, I uh, went back to the, uh, went back to the local spot we're standing. Uh, got great, great accommodations here. And uh, I was watching and uh, I, I passed out and I woke up when the handshakes. So I missed. Mm. I saw the I saw the hints goal. I saw Rupe got him crazy. Hey, I saw the goal and then I passed out and then it was two one. So yeah, the pasta did a number on me. Uh, it was suggested to me it was a very light, very light pasta. It was not. It looked kind of soupy. It was a little on the oilier, heavier side, but that mm. didn't slow your boy down. No, it did not. I don't know what happened on that order. It's it was it was in one of those orders where I was gonna get pub food, and yeah. then out of nowhere. You ever, you ever just choke on an order? Like you just, it's time to, I never do. I knew I was in trouble because I'm the guy that does this. I look, I see it. Boom. That's my entree. I got an app. I got an entree. I'm good. This I was, I had indecision. And then I just said words that came out of my mouth that I don't know. Like, I don't know who was in charge. And then I'm like, what kind of idiot orders that? Then it came and I hadn't eaten much food all day. And so as we've covered through all these years, I'm not one to be around when I, it's disgusting. I apologize. Mm. Right. No one should see it. Yeah. And let's be honest. I look over, you got entire chicken bones in your face. Okay. I mean, you, you get after it too. I just, I ordered, I, I, I had an odd order, but I was still satisfied with the order. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. That, that, that was, a, that was an odd, that was an odd Western New York order. <laughs> hey, listen, I know, gonna... I know what you're getting tonight. Well, aren't we going to a steak joint? Yeah. Well, then I can't screw this up. Filet mignon. We'll see. They got a they got a yeah. bone in ribeye. It's been a while since. Yes, they do. I'm looking at the menu right now. They got a bone in cowboy ribeye. Okay, now see, is it one of the? Is it a? Is it like 44 ounces? Some some disgusting no, amount of 20. meat I don't need to eat. 20. 20. You you could take that down. Obviously, but it but it, it, do you want to? That's the question. Do you want to eat to discomfort? Remember, remember the mm. very important words we heard at a at a, a luau at the Mercedes Championship back around the time Tiger was hanging that 2000 year, uh, that historic season in 2000, mm. when we were at this luau and the guy gave the, the Polynesian blessing. And then when he was done, he explained what he said was, eat until you are happy. Mm. I'm like, yeah, that's a great, that's a great thing that's a great way to look at it eat till you're happy so so tonight i'll eat until i'm happy hopefully i won't sit down and go uh calamari what or Uh, grilled cheese i want a calamari calamari and grilled cheese that was that was a washington football player that ordered that when i was i'm not going to identify him i was working at tony and joe's in dc i was the world's worst waiter and the guy came in after a game and said can i get the calamari and I'm like, the oh yeah. And when I brought it, I said, here, here's your, here's the calamari. I'm not gonna correct you. You play for Washington. Hail to the Redskins. Oh, Lord. that's what they were called then. Don't get mad at me. Oh man, that um, is so good. Yep, really, it is. Um, and I will say, you still have a friend that mm-hmm. when he orders it, that's how he says it. And that was what 35 years ago. If you've learned nothing about my friends, is that we will we will beat a joke 
to death. Oh, man. We'll never let go of a joke. So oh. that's what we got. That was, yeah, that was longer ago than I first came here when Sean McKeel won. You Ooh. got a winner? You got a pick? All the stuff that Gordon, like I, I'm talking to the guys today, they were waiting to see what times they were all bracing that they weren't in the morning. So I, I, I do read into that stuff. I think the guys up in the in Thursday morning are going to be up against it. You know, cold, the ball's not going to travel as far as we get it, but in, you, you need all the length you could get, though, on this course. I, I'm more rooting, Scott. Like, I, I really want to see one of these guys that haven't hasn't won one win one. Like a Finau. I'm talking about the majors. A Finau, a Shoffley, a Cam Young. Like, I, I think those guys are ready uh, to do it. I think this would be a great place to do it, knowing that the field is is as good as it is and knowing that you have two guys at the top as Rahm and Scheffler. We went through those stats, but those guys that are right below, I mean, they're just as good. It's just a matter of can they – you always say, can you put the four days together? They're capable of it. We've seen them win other tournaments. Uh-huh. They just haven't done it in a, in a major. So those are the three guys I'm, I'm really pulling for because I'd like to see a first-time winner here. I hear you, and the, the- – the thing about the sport, and it's been this way as long as I've been in this business covering it, is that there are always stories and or people to root for where when they break through, um, you feel, you know, you feel good for them. And you you know what a, what a big deal it is to, to validate that you can do it. And I think more than anything, it's, it's the, belief, the knowledge and the understanding, I don't have to be perfect and play my best to win. I need to play really well, obviously, but it's, it's understanding. Oh, I didn't need to be perfect from my first swing to my last putt to win one of these things. Um, had a really interesting conversation with, with Brooks Koepka. It's something I'm sure during the coverage I'll talk about that. I thought was great. It was fascinating about what he learned, what he took away from Sunday at Augusta. Mm. And it was, it was just so, Interesting for a guy who's done it not once, not twice, not three, four times. He's done it, but it had been a while since he'd been in that spot in the mix in the mix. And so that Sunday night, you know, as he kind of replayed what his, what he did and what he didn't do that, that just recognizing that, that it was a a conservative approach that, that put him in a spot that when he needed to be aggressive, it was like, it's not there. Like I, I need to put my foot on the gas, but my, I've got it floored, but it's, that's just not where we're, where we are right now. Um, and you know, you're, you're face to face with a guy in Rom who's been the best guy out there all year on yeah. tour. And, you know, now you're kept, can you finish there second twice? And I, and I, I said to him, you know, I, I believe that's a tournament you'll win. And he said, well, yeah, I, I do too. Cause I've finished second there twice. And I said, but the thing about that place is, how many times have you heard me say it, Steve? Mm-hmm. When you get the chance, you have to take it because it. it's so freaking hard to win there. I just found it interesting for a guy who had done it and been in that spot that being back there and being face-to-face with this guy, Rom, who's become a different dude. He's a monster right now. Mm-hmm. All right, what, what did my approach, how did my approach hurt me? And I think the recognition of, of that was just interesting. Um, wasn't beating himself up. It was more just like, what's the old cliche? You either win or you learn. And I think he his 
his takeaway was that like, all right, I can just, I told him the Gary, Gary Williams stories about how, you know, when they got up 22 against Duke in the final four, there was almost like, oh no, knowing you're probably bound to just human nature, not be as aggressive. And now Duke's bound to play with it, with a, they're the ones that are playing catch up and they're totally freewheeling, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that Ron was free freewheeling that day, but there's a reason why so many people come from behind and win these things, Yeah, uh, which is just part of the fascinating nature of major championship golf. So I don't know. We like every week we follow what we pay attention. Uh, the majors are, are four chances a year when it's takes sort of center stage. Um, but does it because you've got the Stanley cup, we're down to four, the NBA's uh, Western conference playoffs championship, I should say gets going Denver and uh, the Lakers. Um, amazing to me that the Lakers have become what they what they are now when they were just even in after the all-star break, I just never thought they'd be this. Mm-hmm. All credit, all credit to that organization and that team. Um Denver's favorite though for a reason. I I don't know what it's gonna take. And maybe it's gonna take Denver beating this team, LeBron and the Lakers, for people to go, oh yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> they're the one seed. You know, they earned that all year long. Um, so that'll be wild to see. Boston and Miami, no one's given Miami any chance, which I'm sure is just how they like it. Yep. And I'm Vegas, Carolina, that's your final in this for the Stanley Cup. Oh, hot take. I think I'm 0 for picking series. Hey. Oh, well. It'll, we'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, we'll see you Thursday, seven bells, when I've got the extra deep Barry White. Good morning here at Augusta. Not Augusta. Rochester. Four suits? You packed four suits? Uh, I'm on five days, five suits. Come okay. On. Got, you know, got tie. Tomorrow. Yeah, but that's a, a game one. only in Rochester. That's what they say. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't come here to, to lay up. I didn't come here to finish third. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, what does that even mean? I just have suits. And I, I got to figure out if I'm walking on Wednesday. That's that's the tricky one. I didn't bring walking clothes for Wednesday. All right. We'll figure that out. Steve's getting his menu plan. He's He's got stuff he's got to go do. I got to do more TV. Sorry, bud. I, mean, I know you're not going on until tomorrow, but some people got to do tonight. Well, there you go. So Stanford Steve's got to go do television, if you'll excuse him. Thanks to our guy, <laughs> Gordo. Thank you all for being out there. Please watch uh, and enjoy the uh, golf if you're into it. If not, then we'll see you for Sports Center next week. Be good. We'll see you from Rochester.